1: Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews, I am Adam. It is 14 degrees out with a wind chill below zero, and it is Saturday, and I'm not starting a new career change into being a weatherman, it's just my car is making ungodly noises because you know how when it gets really fucking cold, your car's just like, why the fuck are we doing this? What the ever-loving fuck is wrong with you? Like, we all need to go out today. Is it necessary? Um, it is necessary today, but, um... That's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about my car making ungodly noises because it's, like, you know, five years old and, you know, a, a giant pain in the ass sometimes. But what we are here to talk about is um, the the new—what's all we're looking for here? The new—two uh, new things that have—or three new things that have broken overnight. Let's start with—I um, didn't do an episode yesterday because it was a pretty light day. Then I saw a Scream and then a bunch of things happened. Um, so let's start out with, number one, the, uh, the new trailer for Moon Knight will be making its appearance during the Wildcard Weekend on ABC slash ESPN, which makes sense because I think this is the first time ever that um, Disney has had a, what's it called, has had a, uh, a, 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 a sporting event, not a sporting event, a, um, a, a, a football game, uh, during the playoffs. Not ever, but it's been a long time since ABC's had one. Um, because they're not in the rotation, I don't think. for They're not in the rotation for the Super Bowl. I know that for damn sure. And really, all that they do is Monday Night Football, um, if they're going to do any. So um, they're not going to show a Multiverse of Madness trailer because Multiverse of Madness has already reached a pretty good saturation point of people seeing it because it was attached to the tail end of No Way Home. On top of that... It also is, um, gonna be, what's it called, they also need to show their new Disney Plus show. I think that's a good opportunity. I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw, like, what I would have done is I would have done a sizzle reel almost of, like, you know, here are some of the cool things happening, bask in its coolness, like... Here is you know this. Here is some footage from Kenobi. Here is some footage from you know the Loud House, which is coming back next month. Here's some foot like I would have done that. Uh, Willow, I would have I would have been like, here's all this cool stuff, not strictly the trailer for Moon Knight, but I would have done almost like that's what we're doing. It's like we're we're showing off all the stuff, not just some of the stuff, and I feel like you know it it, it is almost like. Uh, Misfire. And I think it would have been a good opportunity to promote, um, turning red, or seeing red, or whatever the hell the name of that movie is, um, going to Disney+, Plus, um, and not having to see it at, uh, in a theater. Um, now, um, so, Moon Knight trailer will be coming Monday night, which means Tuesday we'll have a discussion of it, but Monday night will be Moon Knight. Um, I would assume halftime, so if the game starts at 8, let's say 9... 30, 10 o'clock, um, something like that, uh, maybe 9 o'clock even, um, depending on how quickly the game gets through, um, what it's, what's going to happen, um, so so yeah, that is, you know, that's going to be there, um, the game starts at 8.30 usually, or 8.20, so yeah, 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that, um, will be Moon Knight, the uh, the new Disney Plus Marvel Studios show. Rumored to be launching in March. End of March is the presumed release date at this point. Um, which makes sense. They don't show a trailer for stuff on Disney Plus until it's reasonably imminently coming out. It's not like a movie where it's like they'll show you the trailer months out. Um, they, they, with streaming, they tend to be very particular about, you know, waiting until, not the last possible second, but, like, waiting until, um, what's called? Waiting until it's closer to release, um, I'm, I'm sure there's a marketing Reason for that But I'm not 100% certain what that would be Um, it's not really my Not my area of expertise Um, so the second thing uh, The the, two, the next two things kind of Dovetail together Um, unfortunately First of which is, um They are doing, um Batgirl, um, and Batgirl Is, you know, actively filming right now Michael Keaton is reprising his role As, um What's it called? As uh, as Bruce Wayne in that show, it appears that he'll be replacing. Well, I mean, whether we know that he'll be replacing Ben Affleck as the DC EU Batman, um, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, so that's all happening, and that's all fine and good and, and cool and all of that. Uh, we got our first look at the costume yesterday for Batgirl. I mean, it the, the costumes on DC have not been great lately, I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed that, like, a lot of the costumes in Suicide Squad were not great, um, they looked kind of cheap, and I think that, like, the same thing goes for, like, the new Flash costume, um, in the new movie, the same thing goes for the, like, what was the other one that's happening, the, uh, What, what, was the, what the fuck is the name of the movie that's coming out? Um... Shit. Um... I don't know, but it's like... A lot of the costumes don't look as good as, say, the Superman costume or the Shazam costume or anything like that. And I think that, like, for street-level heroes, you can kind of get away with it because it's like, look, they made their own costume. This is how that's it's supposed bad. to look. Um, and to an extent, I, I can buy that, um this one looks really cheap, though. This one looks like it's a leather jacket, um, put on it. It's comics-accurate. It is a comics-accurate costume, Um, but it doesn't look the kind of thing that a seasoned Bruce Wayne would be willing to let, um, his, like, uh, Barbara Gordon run around Gotham, and even if he doesn't know it's Barbara Gordon, I don't think he'd be willing to let anyone run around Gotham in that costume. Um, so, so that's cool. But then the other thing that happened is, uh, yesterday, there was a hashtag trending, uh, boycott DC. Um, and the reason for this is Snyder fans are angry about, um, what's it called? About the the treatment of Zack Snyder, the treatment of Ben Affleck, the treatment of, you know, Ray Fisher, and, and you know, all of that. And, look, I, I can buy that, you know, it, it, it's like, here's the thing. Ben Affleck doesn't want to come back. Um, no amount of hashtags is gonna make him change his mind that he wants to come back. He lost a lot um, going through, like his mental state deteriorated. He, his, he went through a divorce. He had a lot going on um, during the shoot of Justice League. To to say it was specifically how Warner Brothers was on the treatment of, on on the set of Justice League and how they were towards Zach and towards all of that. Is disingenuous at best because there's a lot of personal issues that we're going into it too, and it, it, it's kind of like, look, if he doesn't want to do it anymore, if he doesn't want to revisit that anymore, then so be it. Actors leave roles all the time, um, and, and you know what? If he if he wants to have his his sense of finality with this next movie, um, with the with the flash, then mm. fine. Mm. You know, if that's what he wants to do, then so be it. Like, if he doesn't want to come back, you cannot petition, and he will return. He, it is his choice. There is no, like, person who's going to be like, no, Ben, we need you to do this. You you are going to do it. The fans demand it. He'll just be like, all right, well, that's cool. I'm not going to do it. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, 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 it is really a disjoint from reality that that's happening. Now... It has been two years since Ray Fisher has levied his allegations at this point. Um, He has still yet to substantiate them in any way. Um, And independent investigators have yet to release anything to substantiate it. And there is no evidence to substantiate his claim. Like, in, in cases of other people who have gotten... Into trouble for their sexual assault or or or, or racist comments. There's some paper trail. There's some. There's something that can be looked at and be like, here is the proof that this person did this thing. We and, and because we can point to this one thing and say, look, here's how we know this happened. X, Y, and Z. This person should be ousted. And that that's an important piece of this. If there is no concrete proof then there is no way to move it along. And the comments that he said were not things that were necessarily wrong or, or racist. It's like, you know, saying that he should pl- they want him to play um, Cyborg more like Quasimodo is not racist. It's, you know, pointing to a well-known piece of acting and saying, this is the look we want you to go for. Like that's a normal thing. It's like using other performances as frames of references is a fairly normal thing in Hollywood and by directors. Um, the the look that like him say like them making jokes about cyborg's dick is not racist. It, it, it's it's been something that's been a thing since the beginning of comics with the Thing and with the Hulk and you know all of that. I mean, like, there, there's a joke about the Hulk's dick in, in multiple Marvel movies. Like, the, the, in, in, in Age of Ultron, um, it, the, um, Tony's calling out for um, Natasha and, and, uh, and the Hulk, and he goes, you guys better not be playing Hide the Zucchini. And it's that's a dick joke. Like, it, it, it is something that has been the, uh, a thing in comics, no pun intended, since there's been fan communities in comics. To say that, um, you know, them cutting the Cyborg story is racist, it, I, I don't think that's the fault of them. I think that's... in. Here's the thing. Cyborg's story is instrumental to the plot of Justice League, as we saw with Zack Snyder's Justice League. You can't work that movie without having Cyborg there. He is a key part of that movie, and making sure that that movie works. Um, that said... The movie is four hours long. When Zack brings a four-hour movie to just to Warner Brothers... They should have been like... No. What the f... No. You're gonna cut this, right? Like, this is gonna get cut down. You can't do a four... We can't theatrically, theatrically release a four-hour movie. Get the fuck out of here. Like... Are you forgetting that, like, people panned Batman v Superman? And people were mixed at best on Man of Steel. And it's like, we're going to take a huge gamble and do a four-hour-long movie about this? Like, they didn't have a hit until Wonder Woman. And that came out the year Justice League did. It's just kind of revisionist history to say that this would have worked differently. Like, I feel like... It, it's a... Like... I feel like there's, there's kind of a disconnect there. Where it's like, look... The way to solve this problem... Was not anything to do with Justice League. The way to solve this problem... Would have been to have the Cyborg movie... Come out before Justice League. And then you could have laid all this groundwork... For who Cyborg is. What Cyborg's um, mission is. All of that... Could have been laid out in, in, in that first movie... And then when you get to Justice League, he doesn't feel shortchanged Because the thing about Justice League is, it's a team-up movie. The team-up movie is not about any one singular character, usually. It shouldn't be. I mean, like, if we look at, like, Infinity War, the movie's about Thanos. And it's like, there is no one protagonist character besides Thanos. When we look at, and, like, the other ones, Tony Stark kind of is a protagonist, um... But he's just the one who's kind of... Le- well, Nick Fury, I would say, is the protagonist of, of the first Avengers. Um, he's not the lead, but he is, like, the protagonist. I would say that, you know, Tony Stark is definitely the protagonist of the second one. And for Endgame, I would say it's it's Tony and Steve jointly. It really is Tony and Steve jointly in both. And I think that the problem is, it's like, when we get to this point where it's like, this is happening and this is coming out in theaters and we gotta cut something, and it's like... All of this cyborg backstory is great, and it's interesting, and it's cool. But we got to cut this down to be a theatrical film. Like, we got to cut two hours out of this, and this is two hours. And look, we could have done a movie about this. And look, we could have released a movie in two parts, and that would have solved the problem. Because you can cut it right after the sequence in the Gotham sewers, and, and, and do it there, and done to a part one, part two movie. That was an option on the table. But they didn't do that either. They, they did what they did. And... I don't think it's a race thing. I think it's a jumping to the, like, jumping to the complete incorrect solution to the problem. I mean, and the solution to the problem should have been cut Zack Snyder before you even shot a frame of Justice League. Although I'm not 100% certain of the lineup of the production schedule on that. To be able to say that would have solved the problem. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that that was, you know, the thing. Because if the problem is that you think that, you know, Snyder is key, that there, there's a, a, there are people at Warner Brothers who are obviously afraid to talk to Zack Snyder. That's what I get from seeing the Snyder Cut. Because either Zack's unwilling to compromise, and by all accounts, from everyone I've heard speak about Zack Snyder, that is untrue. I'm not saying he's going to compromise on his vision, but if, if, if someone said to him, hey, can we shoot a little wrap-up scene, a little opening scene, and then we just make this into two movies? I feel like that's a pretty reasonable request. Like, that's not a, a, a huge, massive fuck-up thing that's going to totally destroy the movie. If we're like, hey, can we take the story and just do two separate, you know, two separate, iterate, like, version, like the same thing, but break it up into two parts, and it'll still come out, and it'll still do the same, you know, we'll, we'll do more in the box office, and both movies would be better, and we could do that, and it's like, okay, cool, great, we'll do that. I feel like that was an option, but no one wanted to talk to him about it. Um, but, like, with that, with with Zack leaving and, and Zack not coming back for that, and Zack going to Netflix, Netflix appears to be letting him do whatever he wants. So why wouldn't he do that? Like, I, I feel like what happened was he had such a good experience on Army of the Dead um, that that's the, the big thing. And I think that there's kind of a, a miscommunication or a misunderstanding um, among people who are Snyder fans and, and people who are, like, you know, like, you know, actually understand what's going on in the industry. And it's this thing where, you know, yeah, it's good to have a movie made by, by a director who has a vision and all of that. That is great. If we're going to give that director $250 million to make a big team-up movie, we need to make that money back. Um, and we need to, not only that, but we need to get people to come back for future movies. So it needs to appease more than just the core fan base. It can't just be, oh, well, the Snyder fans like it, so we'll keep doing this. That's not going to make $250 million. I I don't think that's a, you know, it's not a wise financial decision to, to give Zack Snyder $250 million and say, here, do this. If they're going to give him $100 million on Netflix to do Army of the Dead, and that's going to get a lot of viewers, then that makes sense. I feel like there's, you know, different... That, like, I feel like there's just a disconnect there. And I think that, you know, saying boycott Warner Brothers over this is kind of a, a silly thing. Because it's like, you know... You can sit here you can boycott Warner Brothers all you like. You can sit here and you can say, And, and the thing is, too... Um, I saw someone point out, like, oh, well, you lost Christopher Nolan, too. It's like, how do you fuck that up? And it's like, I I feel like there's a lot of blame not being assigned to Christopher Nolan for Christopher Nolan's departure from Warner Brothers. Because the problem was, he insisted on Tenet coming out at, at the worst of the shutdowns and the worst of the pandemic in July. And Tenet is kind of a movie that's very confusing, and you need to sit through, and you need to, like, sit there and understand. And people weren't willing to go to a movie theater for a movie like that. The only movies that people have gone to the theater to see in the last year that have done it are big action movies from big franchises. Because, like, last year the top movies were, like, No uh, No Way Home, No Time to Die, Venom Let There Be Carnage, Black Widow, um, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and it's like, these are big franchise movies. Um, I'd even lump Dune in there. And it's like, to say that Warner Brothers lost him is inaccurate. It's, they did their best to appease him, and then when he fucked them and showed them, look, this is the situation we're in. We're stuck in this situation. And then he threw his 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 hissy fit, without any regard for the fact that he was the one who caused the problem in the first place, it's like, yeah, well, he's wrong. It's his fault. It is directly his fault. So, I I kind of don't have any sympathy for that. Like, I I don't, I'm not going to be boycotting Warner Brothers over this. It's like, look, DC, like, oh, DC Studios should become its own studio. Yeah, Warner Brothers is going to sell DC to somewhere else. Okay, buddy. Yeah, that's going to happen. And it's like, look, by all accounts, James Gunn's having free reigns whoever whatever the fuck he wants. Like, James Gunn did the Suicide Squad, did exactly what he wanted. I think there was, like, one character he wanted to kill off but couldn't. And it's like, oh, or, or, or one character he wanted to use but couldn't. And that's it. Like, Andy, um, I want to say Andy Sandberg, but that's not his name. Um, but, you know, the director of Shazam, it seems to be doing whatever the fuck he wants. Um, Andy Michetti, that's why I'm mixing it up. Andy Michetti is doing whatever he wants on The Flash. Um, and it's like, you're just not happy that it's not Zach doing it. And Zach seems to be very happy. Doing whatever the fuck he wants at Netflix. He's doing that Star Wars movie, where it's like you know he wanted to do a Star Wars movie, Star Wars wouldn't let him do it, and now he's he, Lucas won't let him do it, and now he's doing it at Netflix, which is exactly the way that um, Star Wars got started. Where Lucas went to Fox and wanted to do a, a Buck Rogers movie, they said fuck off, and he went and made a, a, a he made Star Wars. So you know what? If he's doing whatever he wants at Netflix, just watch his Netflix stuff. If you don't like the D.C. stuff, you're not going to change any minds with this, I don't think. Where it's like, all of us, like, it's a bad look, too, because the thing is, it's it's like, oh, boycott D.C., oh, boycott Warner Brothers, where it's like, okay, well, now they're bringing in more people who aren't just a bunch of white guys, and now you're going to boycott them? It's like, look, there are so many things that happened here That's what sign blame strictly on Warner Brothers is childish. It's like blaming your parents for punishing you when you did something wrong. That, that, that's literally what happened with, with Nolan, he did something wrong, he got, you know, and he didn't even get punished, like, he didn't have the ill effect, then he said, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, and then he went to Paramount for this, which again, tells me, it, it, it it's like, it, it was never about the principle of the thing, because if it was, he wouldn't have gone to Paramount, because Paramount's doing day and date release for, for movies too, Because they did Clifford on day and date. They moved Rampage to to, to streaming only. It It is such ridiculous. Ridiculousness. That it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you just watch what they say and not what they do, it's like, oh, well, he's taking a stance. It's like, well, no, he's not taking a stance. Because if he was taking a stance, he would have gone to Sony. Because Sony has not punted any of their, oh, no. They punted one of theirs to streaming, and it wasn't that they punted it to streaming, it's they sold the distribution rights for Connected or Mitchell vs. the Machines, they sold that to Netflix. That is the only Sony property that they have put to streaming. They've delayed and delayed and delayed to, to make movies come out, for better or for worse, where we now have Morbius coming out in fucking April, but they could have done it now... I feel like it's just a, a, like, it is one of those things where it's like, I, this, this pissed me off more than it should have, I think. So we will wrap up there for today. And until the next episode, have a great rest of your week.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet.